welcome back to another episode of Guys to See God Through. I'm Gabby. I'm Marquise. And today we will be talking about Dead to Sin. Yep. But before we start, we have a special guest with us this episode. I want you guys to give a round of applause for our dear friend, Foster. Hey, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, we're going to be talking about Dead to Sin. Um, so, yeah, let's just get into it. Dive into it. So let's look at what sin is. A lot of the times, we, the world has come up with different definitions of what sin is. Yep. Um, sin has been actually glorified, especially in the time we're living in. Um, <coughs> and yeah. now it's like a normal thing. So looking at what sin is, what I have written down is falling short with God and lost connection, but also disobedience. Yep. So. Okay. Um. Yeah. Um. When, we, when I think about sin... Most times um, in a church, in the church realm, sin was always viewed was as as bad and an act of transgression against God. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just know that, you know, hearing the story from Adam and Eve, sin just ruined everything mm-hmm. <laughs> since the beginning. And now we are in the effects of that now. Hundred percent. Yeah, you saw, you did that. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, so. Um, what does sin do this? Because a lot of times, like, I think we walk around, especially, like, people, I don't, how do I say this in a, like, time <laughs> where people who aren't necessarily saved or people who aren't saved, we walk around with sin and we don't even realize it. But even people who are saved, we sin but don't even realize it's a sin. So it's mm-hmm. like, um, what does sin truly, like, do with us, especially with our relationship with God? Like, um, yeah. Well, um, I mean, as we got written it down, um, it keeps us away from God and his promises and plans for us. And one uh, other note that, you know, that came to mind that a lot of people really don't understand and why Jesus was important to be in the picture and why he needed to be in the picture is because God cannot dwell with sin. Mm -hmm. And though he didn't like sin, he loved us, though. Right. But sin being in us kept us separated from him because we know all know that there was a cost for sin and that the wages of sin was death. Right. Um, I remember when we talked about it yesterday, we brought up Genesis and how it, Genesis talks about how God was literally like walking. We, I don't remember if it was the wind or something, but he was just super, super, super close with them. Um, and when they sinned, um, that separation happened. Um, between Adam and Eve and God where he wasn't as close as he was in the beginning. So sin def- definitely separates us from God and like cuts off um, our connection with him because he can't be in the presence of sin. Yeah. Okay. So for our special guest, Foster, so I'm gonna, I want to ask this question uh, generally and I want everybody to think about this and I want, you know, my brother Foster to start us off with this. Um, why sin is such a struggle? Um, for our first point, like, why is it sometimes hard to stop doing certain sins or just sinning in general? What's your, what's your thoughts about that? I think part of it is um, how we love, have a strong desire for certain things. And so when our flesh gets in the way, it's like we want it, we want it, we want it. And so whenever you want something, you're going to try to get it. And so part of sin, uh, I heard Bishop Todd Hall said one day, he said, sin uh, always feels right. It always Mm -hmm. feels good. So, you know, you want that pleasure. 
but the question is, is it really ha- affecting you positively or negatively? Mm. That's good. That's <laughs> Yeah. Everything that may feel good is not good. Right, 100%. Um, I know, like, with certain sins, like, for me personally, like, I'll commit a sin and like in the moment it feels fine but like it's right. that guilt or like condemnation that hits Shining you after the fact that, yeah. and yeah. I feel like that's kind of worse than when you're <laughs> in the situation like exactly that's a really bad feeling but I think as humans like um, we forget that feeling of condemnation and guilt um, after the fact like a couple months later like we'll go do the same sin or we'll sin again and we'll forget that feeling that would hit us when we first did it yeah. um, and sometimes it's almost like we blind ourselves from it like we don't remember it on purpose because it's like <laughs> like you said it's a feel-good thing it's, yeah, it's wanting right. to feel good but something i noticed is just like walking with god and walking with jesus and stuff like that like a lot of stuff you're doing is not gonna feel good half no the time. it's not it's not that's like, a strong battle yeah it is it. it is uh it was like when i was thinking about it like why is this hard like i was thinking about like even when i first got into christ you know when it's pleasurable when you don't know what's right mm-hmm. or when you don't know the truth. Right. And I guess, like, one of the biggest things, and just listening to other people's testimonies, like, when they got into God and they may have had a season where it was like they've got it gotten hard for them or weary, them trying to run back to it didn't feel the same as it did before. Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, one of the biggest things is, that sin pleasure aspect also comes from the blindness of knowing that though it may feel good for the moment, it's ultimately um, it's leading you down a death row pathway. And we may not see it because we don't know, like, wait a minute, you know, God doesn't necessarily like this. But when we encounter God in a way that, you know, we experience his love, it's like, man, wait a minute. No. My life has not yeah. been in alignment with this. Yeah, I could definitely contest to that because, man, <laughs> like, giving an example, like, before I got saved, and mom, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry, but um, <laughs> <laughs> before I got saved, like, I used to cuss a bunch. <laughs> like, every sentence was a cuss word, but I remember, like, when I really decided to, like, get right with God, and, like, my biggest thing was, like, Gabby, you got to stop cussing. <laughs> and so, like, now I'll interchange words with, like, heck and, and yeah. like that like <laughs> and like now like listening to people cuss it kind of like it's a whole turn off for me it's just like ah, I don't yeah. understand how you like do that so I mean I understand like when you like get close with God and realize like the sin that sins that you used to do and God transforms your heart and like takes that out of you it's mm-hmm. like a whole new like ill I don't even want to touch that anymore so I, I think another thing is like living f- for God and like trying to follow the path where he wants us to do. Uh, sometimes another struggle is trying to figure out what is God saying in a moment mm-hmm. where you're in a season like, hey, I'm tired, I'm upset, I'm frustrated, and where is God? Like, if you think of the Israelites, their whole problem was idolatry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the whole problem with the Israelites was the reason why they kept going to idolatry was because of that void if, like, God, like, you don't care about us, like, what are you doing? Mm. Right. Like yeah. we're going through a season of wilderness and difficult times. Like God, are you listening? Are you caring? That's good. So yeah. you know, it's like sin is like you know, of what we turn to is you know, it's up to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that <laughs> that opened up something else, um, and that leads us right 
to uh, the next one, and I want you know the people to think about this too. Um, you know, is it bad to ask God for forgiveness, knowing um, we are probably going to do the same sin again? Mm. What's you guys' thoughts That's on that? Deep. <laughs> um, me personally, that's something I definitely struggle with because I know like certain sins like I'll commit and then in the back of my head I'm like, yo, you're probably going to do this again. So what's the point of even asking God? Mm. But that's actually something that God has been dealing with me about. And the verse um, Ezekiel 18, 21, 22 popped up and it basically just talks about how God forgets the sins that you've committed once you like confess to him. Mm-hmm. And that actually... It's a very deep verse for me because it's like, wow, like I'm over here worried about what God's about to say to me or what God's about to like do with me when in reality, he don't even know what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. until it happens again. So it's just like a thing with us because we can remember things and God can't. I think it's like a hard like fight is like, Mm -hmm. God, but I remember. So it's just like that. (laughs) It's like that feeling of like guilt is still there. But for him, it's like, what are you talking about? Like this is your first time to me. So I think it's like a mind thing. And the and the devil also yeah. like coming mm-hmm. at you like Gabby you you just did that last week what do you mean you can't go back to God God doesn't love you no exactly. more exactly yeah. like yeah. and it's and I think that's actually the biggest thing that kind of keeps people away from God is like a lot of times you hear oh well I can't be saved or I can't get close to God because of all the bad things I've done and reality God is literally waiting at your doorstep for you to be like hey God I I did this but I know you love me so much and I know you care about me that you're gonna forgive me and we can start walking this out like he's just really really waiting for you to take that step and once you take that step he's gonna be like okay cool i don't remember let's do this but a lot of the times i think the world and just like the church and things like that we've made people think that like you have to be this perfect person and you have to do this certain things to be Mm -hmm. close with god when in reality he just wants a relationship yeah yeah that's huge because another scripture that came to mind was uh hosea uh four and six mm-hmm. like my people perish for the mm-hmm. lack of knowledge mm-hmm. and when people are not aware that not only does god love us but he is love that aspect of okay i'm asking god for forgiveness but the relationship aspect does not necessarily it's excluded from that like mm-hmm. god is viewed as this He's sitting up on the throne, which he is, but he's just looking down to wait and see yeah. that when we mess up so he can strike us down with lightning. You right. know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, we heard that probably yeah. our whole life. Mm-hmm. But one of the biggest things, one of the biggest uh, ironies that we begin to see in the word of God is, like, he actually asks us to come to him about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, he said, when you when you mess up, Come to me quickly. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. you confess your faults, I will. I am just and faithful mm-hmm. to forgive you. And sometimes in church has messed us up about this. We have totally missed the heart of God. Mm-hmm. And we just confuse church with God. Right. Yeah, true. Or religion with God. When God is looking for relationship and we he knows that we can't do it in our own strength. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, something to also go along with that. We talked about the root yesterday. Yeah. And I think that's super important when it comes to like <laughs> asking God or yeah, asking God for forgiveness, even though like we keep doing the same, the same thing. And then something you said yesterday, Marquise was what convinced you it was okay. Um, yeah. and I think that's really deep because like somewhere in us, like 
obviously we feel like it's okay to keep doing this sin even though God's gonna forgive us. Yeah. Um, but in reality, that's not like what it is. Cause yes, God gives us grace and mercy and things like that, but it's not something that we should continue to do because we know God's gonna forgive us. Cause in a sense, now you're just using God. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, it was kind of crazy the way that it was. Uh, processed out because when I thought about it, I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't necessarily know it was a sin. I just thought it was a habit. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just something that I like to do. But when I started to get down to the root of my sin, especially Mm -hmm. when first walking with Christ, it was like, okay, one of the biggest things that kind of messed me up is that I started walking on eggshells. And in trying to be so conscious about what I'm doing, it made me mess up even more. Mm-hmm. And I think like one of the biggest things that that comes down to, you know, sin generally, the root of sin, especially being in Christ, is doubt. 100%. Yeah. It's not, you don't fully believe that Jesus was enough. Mm-hmm. And in him being enough, there, you, he's not excluding us from a place of need of help. You know what I'm saying? He's not saying, okay, you in me, you believe, but I'm going to just leave you out in the open just right. to figure it out by yourself. Like, And most times he even sends people to help you, you know, do that. And, mm-hmm. you know, as we talked about yesterday, most of what may be a sin comes from our experiences of hurt, mm-hmm. pain, trauma. So those things though we may have mentioned it as pleasurable is literally some of our escape right from that yeah that's deep <laughs> wow. i'm gonna say um yeah <laughs> like yeah. i just think the way we think about sin is wrong and before people like freak out when i say that like <laughs> when I, what i mean by that is like yes sin is bad and yes like it's going to happen but um we shouldn't let it dictate how we interact with God because he already knows we're going to sin. Like um, that kind of just brings up a little part of like the law of Moses and Jesus and things like that. Like um, in Romans, it talks about how the law of Moses was literally put here to prove or to show us that we're going to sin and there's no way you're going (laughs) to keep all of these rules and regulations because it's literally impossible. So I think, it just like like I said, it just goes back to the mindset of like mm-hmm. if you realize that yes, you're human, yes, you live in a fleshly body, yes, you're gonna sin, yes, you're gonna have temptations, you're gonna have all these crazy things that you have to deal with. But as long as you keep God in the middle and understand that like God is not gonna, you know, mm-hmm. shoot you away because you <laughs> sin and like never welcome you back into His home because you sin, like that just makes a whole big difference. It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. That was good. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's go to the next one then. <laughs> okay. So, how does sin dictate our everyday lives? Sin dictates our everyday life. Um, I think, first off, when you know your struggles of what you're dealing with, um, for some people, like you said, some people is cussing, uh, some people is anger, some people is um, 
mistreatment. Uh, I think one of the things that many people don't talk about uh, being a part of Christ is you got to learn how to love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the biggest thing with people, with Christians is uh, they have scriptures for things that they say, oh, you know, they point out people false with, um, but they don't understand that part of a Christianity lifestyle is you got to learn how to love. So if you're going to ever love someone through their sin, uh, you got to learn how to correct them in a good way mm-hmm. and not just downgrade them and say, hey, you know, you did this, you're going to hell. Right, uh, yeah. You know, you got to learn how to, you know, talk to them and help them go throughout life without, you know, learning like who Jesus really is. Right. Uh, because I think the easiest way to get deal with sin is knowing who Jesus is. 100%. Mm. Yeah. Because one thing God dealt me with, with is um, many people don't know who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. So when you don't know who Jesus is, it's like you go into church and you just, if you don't read scripture, you're just like, okay, the pastor said this. So this is what the Bible says. Exactly. And half the time, the pastor just only preached their opinion anyway. So right. <laughs> it's like you just got to know who Jesus is to, you know, For deal yourself, with yeah. yeah. That's good. That's real good. Um, yeah. It was when I was thinking about, you know, how it dictates our life every day. It's like, it comes back to that lack of knowledge thing and not really knowing, first of all, why Jesus came and why it was so significant for him to come. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as we briefly talked about, you know, Jesus was literally the only one that could die Mm -hmm. because we were I, you know, God talks about our righteousness being as filthy rags. Right. So even if we offered up our goodness or our good works, it is not, it it doesn't finish the work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't pay the cost of sin and finishing and finishing the work of sin would have took forever right. for us. Yeah. And that was, you know, as we know it, hell. Yeah. And um, I think like one of the biggest things that, um, that I had to learn was that first, um, from a theological perspective, original sin, yeah. Um, the doctrine of original sin. You know, even in the Bible, it talks about how um, David. He was like uh, paraphrasing in my own terms. I was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Mm-hmm. So everything, even when we are born, even when we are conceived, we are already entering into a world that is being conditioned with darkness. Right. Yeah. So everything that we do, even when, even as we get older, nobody has to teach us how to lie. Mm-hmm. Nobody has to teach us how to be disobedient. It's already built in us. It's mm-hmm. our nature. Mm-hmm. So it's like I think one of the biggest things is that um, the enemy does is keeps us blinded from we know the truth. But the truth of the matter is you we couldn't do better or walk with God without God. Right. Well, Wow, that's deep. <laughs> um, something that like popped up in my head when we were just discussing this is um, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, what was it? It was. Um, go back. You want to go back to it? Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like when we think about sin, most times we we have. Um, we don't have the right concept yeah. about it. We don't have the right concept about the Bible, period. And sometimes when you only, and I've seen, I've encountered a lot of my brothers and sisters in Christ do this, 
taking one passage of scripture Most and definitely. making it the whole truth of the Bible when mm. that's not it it'll you're not rightly dividing it scripture. correctly because it's like okay some people are just New Testament people right but when you neglect the Old Testament God says I'm the same today yesterday and forevermore 100%. so he never changed it's just that Jesus is in the picture now. right <laughs> Okay, I remember. Um, it's like, okay, so I remember, like, when I was first getting close to God again, like, back to what you said, Foster, about just knowing Jesus. Like, one of the big things for me was, like, studying studying Matthew and Luke because, like, those are, like, two big books that, like, really go down Jesus' life and how mm-hmm. he was acting and things like that. And I think it is super important just to know who Jesus is because a lot of the times I think we like to, like, almost dissociate Jesus and God yeah, when yeah. there's still, like, a package mm-hmm. deal and – we look more towards God as being like this big God who's going to, you know, burn you and yeah. do all this Punch wild you. stuff. Yeah. Right. Instead of like remembering that like Jesus is like, if say this is a house, like you open a door, Jesus is literally the first thing you see when you walk into the house and then it's God and like <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. And um, the Bible just talks about how like no one can get to the father except through Jesus. Right. So, I think in our minds we kind of forget that and it's like nope it's straight to God and it's not that's not how that is so like just knowing how Jesus is how Jesus loves people and things like that like definitely matters especially when it comes to like sin and original sin and things like that Mm -hmm. because like if we don't know how Jesus walked the earth and how he interacted with people it's easy to just try to figure it out on ourselves and that's going to lead us to sin anyway because now you're trying to do it on your own and that's not what God called us to do like Mm-hmm. He gave us Jesus. He gave us the Holy Spirit to guide us through life. And mm-hmm. I I kind of, like, think about, like, personally, and this might be a little too deep, but, like, <laughs> just, like, how I act with, like, my dad and stuff. Like, I've definitely, like, noticed how, like, I get so angry sometimes. <laughs> like, I get, like, mad. And, like, if you know me personally, like, I'm not an angry person. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm usually, like, a very loving, goofy person. So it's just, like, that's um something i have to learn to just like walk in forgiveness and love towards him because like also the bible just talks about like honoring your mother and father and like i know when i act out with attitudes and like get angry with him and things like that that's not doing what the verses are saying to do but also that's not what god or jesus would do in this situation because like jesus bro let's really think about it (laughs) that man he literally got the worst treatment from the human beings ever (laughs) to exist on earth but yet he still walked in love and he still cared for people and he still did miracles and things of that sort so it's just like having the mindset of jesus and remembering what jesus did for us kind of makes it easier to stay away from sin and things like that so yeah yeah, man. <laughs> well, we can uh, go to the next one. Um, another thought before we um, dive a little more deeper. And I think one of the biggest things that another misconception that we have is though that we know that God is in control, mm-hmm. we think we don't have a part to play. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to the promises of God and when God is doing his work in the earth realm um how he gets that done is through people and the reason why you know going through the first stages with him and learning who he is and learning about his heart towards us and how bad it was but you know scripture 
let's say the scripture that we read in Nehemiah talks about the joy of the Lord is our strength. Mm-hmm. And the context of that is because Israel was so, they were weeping and mourning mm-hmm. because they knew the law. Yeah. They were being taught the law and they knew that they messed it up totally, did yeah. horrible things, started even worshiping another false god, an idol. Yeah. And the misconception that God does the work for us. He gives us the word, Mm -hmm. but there is a response, a reaction that he wants out of us. And that's where it go back to um, the forgiveness aspect. Mm -hmm. You're there. There is a war that goes on on the inside of us when we're in Christ. You know, we the Bible calls it our flesh, nature and the spirit warring. But one of the biggest things is uh, like, you know, I mentioned is like without God, we don't have the strength in ourselves to even do what we know is right or good for the nourishment of our spirit. So, yeah. Um, So the next one, (laughs) Um, how do we live a sin free life? I love this one. Or is that even possible? Hmm. I was really thinking deep about that one. (laughs) Well, me personally. Okay. (laughs) It's not possible to live a sin free life. Like Hmm. at, all like the only person who walked the earth who truly lived a sin-free life was jesus and right. will forever be just jesus because <laughs> that means it's different but right. um no yeah it's just it's not possible i think what we really should be like asking ourselves is like okay when i wake up today how am i gonna live my life yeah. for jesus for like the hardest i can like no matter what what am i gonna do to live my life for jesus the correct way and things like that because yep. ultimately we're always gonna fall in sin because there's always gonna be something we don't know for one that could be sin and we don't even realize it realize it until god like convicts us of it but also because you're fighting things every single day like there's always gonna be a trial there's always gonna be a tribulation so like you're always gonna try to like figure it out sometimes without God or with God, but still fail in the matter because we're not perfect. So, um, yeah, there's no way we can live a a sin free life like at all. I think like the, I think, I I think I'm again trouble for this, but I think (laughs) the, the problem with most, uh, church people is they have an agenda of what is sin and Mm. what is not sin. Like they got their own personal, if I do this, you know, it's cool, but somebody else do it, it's wrong. No, yeah, um, 100%. And so the problem with that is if you're not upfront of what you are struggling or dealing with, you will never be set free from what you're mm. dealing with. Mm. Yeah. That's deep. It is deep because I was thinking earlier, I'm like, man, how should I, how do I even think about this for myself, right? <laughs> and, you know, for my people that are looking for scriptures, right? If you read the whole book of Romans, it tells you everything. You know, but um, one of the <laughs> one of the, when when you when you learn and know about English literature, mm-hmm. um, the wordings that are used when Paul is talking about us being in Christ and being baptized with Christ, being raised with Christ, and being seated with Him, um, the word might. Right. Um, that it is possible that sin can no more, you know, dwell. Mm-hmm. But he also even mentions about do not let sin reign in your mortal body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is still a choice aspect in the middle of all that. Yeah, I'm saved. I'm in Christ. Mm-hmm. However, 
there God never takes away our will. He just wants us to give our will over to him. Mm -hmm. So every day, like you were saying, like when we wake up in the morning and it also even says that in a word, like do not present your body no longer to the to your sinful nature, to the things of sin, to the things of lawlessness, but start pre presenting your body, your your abilities, your talents unto holiness to God mm -hmm. because of what Jesus did. So I think one of the biggest things is most times, and it's gonna step on a little bit of toes, <laughs> asking for forgiveness, a asking for forgiveness um, causes God to be in right standing with you, but does not exclude consequence. Mm. Let's, right? Yeah, let's definitely hit on that part. Because, <laughs> um, a lot of the times, I think, when we ask for forgiveness, we kind of forget who God is, in a sense. Because, right. you know, people expect, oh, I asked for forgiveness, so I'm not really thinking God's going to, like, show me consequences or anything like that. And I think we forget about the Old Testament in this <laughs> part. Because it's like, yes, God can forgive you. Yes, you can be made right with God. But at the end of the day, like, God is still the same God in the Old Testament where he was killing everybody off yeah, because they yeah, were yeah. sinning. <laughs> and so, like, not saying that God's going to kill you for sinning, but he's not going to let you get away from it because he's still, like, I like to think of God as, like, a parent and a friend. Mm -hmm. So, like, and when it comes to sinning and things like that, like, he's going to forgive you, but he's also not going to let you get away from it because, like, what is that going to teach you if he just lets you off the hook? Like, yes, he shows you grace, but he also is going to teach you things, too. Yeah. yeah, and the result of it just comes with it anyway. Right. He ain't got to do nothing. Like, he knows, like, okay, you messed up, but understand that the storm that you put yourself in, mm -hmm. I'm, I, I can't I can't necessarily touch it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't just, I've forgiven you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm in right standing with you. I love you. You're close to me. However, most storms that we go through is what we put ourselves in because yeah. of lack of knowledge or deception. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you said that um, because when you think about the Israelites uh, when they, you know, were escaped from Egypt, uh, the problem is they were already set free, but it took them a while to learn how to know that they were already free. Mm -hmm. So it's, it starts off with your mindset. I often mm, tell yeah. people that if your mindset doesn't change, then nothing will. Like, you want to do better, but if your mindset is not growth. One of the things my teacher always told us is that if you don't have a, a growth mindset, you just have a fixed mindset, then you would never, like, grow and become what God, you know, what you were called to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... We can go deeper with that, that the mindset thing. Man, that could be a whole episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> but to briefly touch on it myself, um, the Bible talks about uh, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So even when we go back to the Israelites, um, though they were free, and it actually says this in, in the word, like they didn't like, uh, what is it called, the manna that mm -hmm. God was giving to them from heaven. And they were like, man, and, you know, lack of better terms, they were like, man, we had better food in Egypt. Mm -hmm. right. So their thought pattern and their, they though they were free, though they were delivered, their mind wasn't delivered. Mm -hmm. They were still in that slave mentality, though they were out of slavery. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest things that a lot of people miss is that, yeah, I'm in Christ, but transformation, you're in a position to be transformed now. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're not 
just in Christ just to say I'm a Christian mm-hmm. and there's no transformation. The Bible also says it until we are conformed into the image of his son. So the transformation that's happening is so that we can look like Jesus, mm-hmm. not necessarily be him. And we know that he's, you know, um, the ultimate sacrifice of our sins, but transformation and for his spirit to live within you, there, there, it takes a shift that happens in your thinking first that determines your actions. Yeah, and like one more thing before we move on, because I think it's just important to hit. Um, yeah. Just like a couple of weeks ago in church, my pastor was talking about the mindset and moving forward and things like that, and he brought up a good point. He said, um, when you when you have something made up in your mind and it's like concrete, then nobody, not even God, can change your mindset on that. And I think that actually hit a string with me because it's just like, wow, we're really in control of what we could change and what we can't change in our minds. And like, like you said before, like God gives us free will. And so like at the end of the day, if God doesn't change our minds and we can't change our minds for him, like it's just hard for him to work with, yeah. a, with a mindset like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Look. I'm going to say to you guys just to kind of give you something to leave with. Um, well, just to keep your thoughts running and kind of understand it more. One of the biggest things to just bring a point to help you guys kind of navigate with this for yourself on your own time. Um, God is in love with us. And him sending his son was because he loved us, not because he felt guilty or we were in a place of sorry or we were so ashamed that he just said, you know what, I'm going to just send Jesus just to get y'all. No, he actually loved us. And everything that he did was strategic. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when we don't understand the dynamics of why Jesus came, we'll still miss the uh, the abundance of what we actually have when we're in Christ. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things that, um, that we you know, just kind of putting this in a nutshell, is that, God hates sin, but he loves us. But in order to be in fellowship with us, there still needed to be someone that paid for it. Mm-hmm. So for you guys to understand, Jesus came to pay for it, but everything that happened to Jesus when we believe it by faith, because he said if we confess that, you know, basically Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts, believe See, in the Bible, it also talks about how Abraham was, it was accounted unto him righteousness because of his faith. So I'm not going to make this, um, I'm not going to downplay it, but it takes faith. Mm -hmm. I know that um, the world has a lot lot to say negatively about, you know, God and just kind of associating God with everything else. But Jesus is the way, Jesus is the only way. Jesus even said it for himself. He was like, no one can come to the Father except through me. But God set up a system to where if you want to change, now this is the hard part. This is the stepping on toes. This is the accountability part. If you want God, you can't come to God except through going through Jesus. Mm -hmm. But what does that really mean, though? Mm -hmm. Jesus... uh, that boy. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you read about Jesus' life, um, he interrupted governments. He he was challenged 
by the Pharisees, those who are supposed to know him mm -hmm. because of scripture. He he did so many things that went against culture and the way that it was because mm -hmm. he even said in the word, he was like, Pharisees, you read the scripture to find light within itself. Mm -hmm. But the scripture is leading to me. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> yep. So the biggest thing is we have to come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And in order for us to know him for ourselves, sometimes I got saved at home. I was now I got fed the word, but I didn't encounter Jesus until he first of all drew me in, or I felt like he was drawing me in. But when I started right. talking to him and really asking, like, are you real? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we can't be afraid to even ask it, like, God, right. are you really real? Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? 100%. Um, something also that came to mind, um, like just back to like the question we asked in the beginning or whatever um like and this is something like i deal with personally um because just like growing up like certain people around me i definitely just had the aspect of like you have to be perfect and like you have to do certain things in order to be right with god and that just like shaped my whole like relationship with god and i and like it's like just around with people i know now like they it's different because like when i see people um i don't know who are not saved or like they're not interested in god um because they look look at me as like this perfect person or mm -hmm. like i don't sin and things like that it kind of like boggles me a little bit because i know i'm not perfect but also like i can't even like fault them because i also have the same mindset about other people yeah but yeah. just like going back to that like for me and god like definitely came for me when like <laughs> he was correcting me when it came to this but like for example like I had this mindset like, okay, I got to read my word every day. I got to, I got to pray every day. I got to like be on top of everything every day to the point. Like I didn't realize like now it's becoming like a checklist with God. Yeah. And like ultimately I'm going to end up sinning anyway because I'm trying <laughs> to do this perfect lifestyle for God. That's mm -hmm. not possible. And it took my mom's best friend to say to me, like, why do you think you're not just having a regular conversation with God and just not spending time with him? And I was just like, bro. Yeah. Like, but growing up, like that's not what the church taught you. It was, it was, you got to read your word and you got to spend time with God by praying and things like that and worshiping. Not, oh, hey God, how's it going? Like it was <laughs> right, never right. that for for like me and how I grew up in church. So like, I think ultimately that kind of had me push God away because it's like, okay, you're expecting me to be perfect and I can't. <laughs> so right, 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 at right. this point, I'm gonna go do my own thing and we can we can just meet when we meet. But, um. I think that's something to really point out because I think in the world we live in today, like it's really big to just live a perfect life for God. And that's not possible. Um, and that just goes back to like, you can't live a free or sin free life because it's, it's not possible because you're not perfect. So right, right. yeah. Um, I think something we should hit on though is like, mm -hmm. and you kind of brought it up with Abraham is just like, what does it mean to live a righteous uh, life towards God? Um, and I'm glad you brought up Abraham because that was like a really big like um deal for me just because like when I read that I was wow because like Abraham let's really talk about it like he really went and had a child outside of what God was promising him and right, like right. me personally if I was God I would have been like you know what I'm not giving you a son no more because like you literally disobeyed me but it talks about how Abraham was righteous and not only did God bless him with a son but like many nations so mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's like 
yes, Abraham sinned against God, but God still blessed him in the end. It might have had took him longer because he <laughs> yeah. stepped out of what God's plan was for him. But like you said, Abraham still had faith in God that he was going to fulfill the pl- or the promise that he promised him. So yeah. I think also we got to like stop thinking that just because we messed up with God that God's not going to fulfill what he said he's going to do for us. Yeah. She said it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thought like living righteously um i thought about this and i'm like okay how do you how do you necessarily live righteously towards god mm-hmm. and one of the biggest things that i kind of discovered was that every time um jesus even himself being asked you know the requirements of following him Mm-hmm. Um, or getting into the kingdom of heaven. It's always about um, walking in discipleship. Mm-hmm. Walking in discipleship, meaning following him, following him as your leader, your teacher, and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and basically um, looking like him. Like everything that he did as disciples, we do what he do. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And every time like I kind of wrestled with this a little bit. I'm like, okay, Lord, living righteously has everything to do with my walk mm-hmm. yeah. and not just my confession. Mm-hmm. has everything to do with how I live. Because every time, like even when it talks about loving, you can't love somebody if you're, if you're stuck mm-hmm. at home. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or like when you encounter people, sometimes, and I, I gave this example yesterday, like people who may not have it or be homeless or that may need food or clothes, they'll listen to me more mm-hmm. if I tend to their need. Yeah. If they're hungry, let me get them food. If they need clothes, I can provide them clothes. But we we've made it so religious. Mm-hmm. Like this is just a D because this is what he told me to do, but not having the heart of it. Right. Yeah. Not having the heart of Christ is what's damaging a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it's what's turning off even our generation from Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, how can you say and Jesus even said this in his word. He said, the reason why people blaspheme about God is because of how my people are living. Mm-hmm. How my people are demonstrating and reflect or somehow reflecting me in the world. And they are claiming to be followers of me. Right. Yeah. That's Man. a food for thought. <laughs> That's a whole meal. Um, no, yeah. Like, that just goes back to, like, Where's your heart posture at? Yeah. Um, because a lot of the times I think we think of more of like, if I'm spending time with God, if I'm conversating with God and things like that, that's enough. But in reality, we don't even know. Like when we get to those gates and we stand in front of God and he's like, turn away from me because I don't know you. It's because of your heart posture mm-hmm. wasn't in the right spot when you were here on earth. Like now I don't remember where this was in the Bible, but you brought it up yesterday about was it the Israelites or um, about ah uh, I can't remember exactly where it was, but basically like God said they wouldn't wouldn't see their um wouldn't see his rest because their hearts weren't in the right spot. Um, dang, I'm trying to remember. Right, <laughs> I can't. It's a story. I don't know yeah. if it's in Hebrews or something, but um, yeah, basically like he just talked about they wouldn't see his rest because their hearts weren't in the right spot. 
You, I think you brought it up earlier. Anyway, we're gonna. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Okay, but um, yeah. 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 So <laughs> basically, what I'm trying to say is, um, your heart posture like truly matters. Um, because that's yeah. that's what God is really looking at. Like, mm-hmm. where's your heart at? Because like, yeah, you could do all these great things for God, and great things in Jesus' name, but you could still get turned away because your heart posture wasn't in the right spot. Yeah. So. Yeah. So guys. Um, as you can see, how when we talk about being dead to sin has really nothing to do with sin itself. Mm-hmm. It had everything to do with us being disconnected from God. Mm-hmm. And when we get in God, not that we become perfect, but through him, we're made whole. Mm-hmm. Through him, we have peace. Through him, we are in right standards because of what he did, because of the blood that he shed it. Right. And, um, you know, living righteously for God has everything to do with your love for him. Mm-hmm. You know, as you pray and as you spend time with God, when you look at it from a relationship standpoint, it'll change your whole viewpoint of how you read, yeah. how you study, how you pray. Mm-hmm. Because when you see God in a certain light, it literally determines your viewpoint and right. your perspective mm-hmm. and how you may go and approach God. When he says, come before my throne of grace boldly, mm. you know what I'm saying? When you come in uh, into my gaze, give me, thank thank me for it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you won't see it or come to him with that gratitude because you don't think he did anything. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he has become an enemy towards you when he's the love of your soul. Right, right, right. Dang, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that brings me back to, like, outcry yesterday. The theme was, like, thanking God even through the struggle and I think a lot of times that's hard for us to do because it's just like we blame God that we're in the struggle but a lot of times we don't even realize that we're the we're, we're the reason we're in the struggle half of the time because of our own choices <laughs> but yeah that's I, deep I think we need to uh, focus on because like I was saying yesterday how and when you look in churches and uh, not churches and schools and uh, schools in a lot of areas they take God out of the place mm-hmm. and so now there's a lot of uh damage that's happening when yeah. i was growing up we, every morning we had to start off our morning by praying mm-hmm. and so now when you take god out of uh schools and stuff it's like that's the devil's way of like trying to get his his power in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. man so that leads us to pretty much the last point um how do we navigate in a world full of sin when we are saved yeah Foster, you made a really good point yesterday about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you should hit that one. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to start off with Mark chapter 2, verse 17. Yo. Uh, Jesus said, um, it, is not help- it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Um, so part of that is accepting Jesus um, and when you study scripture all throughout Jesus's life, he had the help of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so with the Holy Spirit, um, many people think in church, you know, Holy Spirit, you're just speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's deeper than that because part of the Holy Spirit, he convicts you too. And that's one thing that many people don't talk about is the Holy Spirit, how he convicts us. Uh, so when we do something wrong, he, hey, you know, that's wrong. 
so the Holy like you said yesterday, the Holy Spirit is like a comforter. So whatever you need the Holy Spirit to be, that's what he is. Mm. Yeah, because most people we put, now we don't want to go too far in this Holy Spirit topic because I don't know <laughs> a lot of people got little different viewpoints. But like when you read the context of what Jesus was saying, the reason why he said, um, you know, the Holy Spirit referring to the Holy Spirit as a comforter was because Jesus was about to leave them. Mm-hmm. And the disciples were sad. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. Like they they were down because they been with him and through his whole ministry. Mm-hmm. And it's like outside of the ministry part, thank you, Lord. Outside of the ministry part, they had a relationship with him. Right. So for you to see someone that you love go away, you know, that hurts. You need comfort and it hurts. You know what I'm saying? Like there's nothing that you can tell me that will kind of change the the pain that I'm going to feel you not being here no more. Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest things is like, you know, when it comes out to the Holy Spirit and how to navigate in the world, um, you have to get to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. You have to know the word. And every time, like, even when I'm going through uh, salvation with someone or trying to introduce Jesus to someone, I always tell them to go to a Bible-based church Mm -hmm. because you have to. One of the biggest things that the enemy uses, he's so powerful because of his deception. Right. So he really isn't powerful unless we know. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's defeating us with what we don't know. Right. And the Bible even proclaims that. My people. God was saying this. My people are perishing because of the lack of knowledge. Right. So one of the biggest things that we, you know, have to take into account is once we get Jesus, Mm -hmm. once we get saved, saved is just the position. But when you begin to walk with him, that's how things change. Mm -hmm. That's how you change. And most times we look for the, the outward things to change when really He's trying to change you. Yeah. Because most time the principles that we misconstrued it is that if I'm going to have peace, if everything around me is at peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's not, not necessarily right, true. Right, right. Because if things were even, if things were good, if you're not okay on the inside, guess what? Everything, everything can be going good, but you're still not at peace. Right. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with the materialistic world. Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with what's immaterialistic. Mm-hmm. And that's, what his Holy Spirit does, because, saving point, and I want y'all to think about this. We go to God as if we do not have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Because he said, I loved you first. Let's think about these terms. I loved you first. I chose you first. So in order for us to even get saved, he drew us in. Mm-hmm. What drew us in? His Spirit. His spirit literally gave light to the word. And when we, well, you know, his spirit was the power that ignited the faith that we should get out of the word (laughs) when we listen to it. But one of the biggest things is like when he drew us in and when we gave our life to Christ, us giving our life to Christ, like I said, is just a new position. Mm -hmm. Giving our lives for Christ is so that we can walk. Right. with Christ so that we can do what he has us to do. Mm. Part of the Holy Spirit is, is ties right back to Jesus. Uh, like I said yesterday with Samson Delilah, uh, when people read the story, they just automatically think that the power was in his hair. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But because his hair was cut off, it, that wasn't the main focus. Uh, the main focus was that Samson denied the power of God. Mm-hmm. And part of it is whenever you deny the power of God, God's going to show you. He's going to cut off what you say your power came from. Mm. And he's going to show you that you can't live without him. Man. And so when the Holy Spirit goes back to Jesus, uh, Jesus says is in the New Testament. He said that the Holy Spirit came. Uh, it, the Holy Spirit doesn't speak unless I speak. Mm-hmm. So the part of having the Holy Spirit convicting us is if you believe in Jesus. So the question relies is where do your Christianity really lies in? Yeah. Do it really lies in the truth of Jesus? Oh man, yeah. wow. that just opened up a new light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so y'all think about that. <laughs> look, don't don't don't. That's what. Uh, look, being dead to sin has everything to do with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Being in Christ. Has everything to do with Jesus. Yeah. What he did, how he did it. Yeah. He was from a theological perspective, he was fully man and fully God. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of the biggest things that you know that um, that comes to mind, and really just the point of it, like I said, when it comes down to it, is really because we don't know God and we are disconnected from Him. Yeah. And knowing that you're not really bound, because that was the part of what Jesus came for. Mm-hmm. Right. And most times now, you know, not to give y'all a little Bible lesson, but, um, <laughs> you know, they only saw Jesus as a part of the Jews because he j- grew up mm-hmm. in, you know, the g- Jewish culture. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, would dine with them, be with them in, in his lifetime before, you know, I don't know how we skip from him being 12 to 30, to 30 you know, <laughs> yeah. so, we, so we don't even know what happened in those yep. years. But <laughs> no, in the process of that. Um, it it all leads back to him, and yeah. when we when we try to exclude Jesus from the picture, it's like you're you're being deceived. Mm-hmm. Let me just say it like that. And you know what I'm saying? Like it, you're being deceived, and without him, and it's crazy because we make these arguments without even knowing for ourselves. Right? Yeah. We don't even know that it's said in the word. It's true. Jesus said it himself. So I'm saying this because this is what he said. I'm saying this and I'm following because this is what yep. he said to do. Mm-hmm. So you argue me arguing with me with this and it's like I'm not even I'm not even making this statement. I'm just repeating what, what the word says. I'm a disciple. <laughs> I'm just repeating and looking like what he did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the problem is people don't write like you said earlier, they don't really divide scripture. Uh because part of uh in my theology class uh, Dr. Ribbons taught us that you have to keep when you dilate in scripture you have to learn how to keep it in context mm-hmm. and you have to exegete the text instead of exegeting the text so mm. keeping the text in context instead of just taking one scripture and just using it for you whatever you want to use it for and that's not even probably what the scripture even meant right mm. Mm. yeah um, I think uh, two key points we should hit on though is like one wisdom because mm. yep. like the Holy Spirit is giving us wisdom whether we know it or not. Like, mm-hmm. When we're going through a situation, like, a lot of the times the Holy Spirit is talking to us, but we don't even realize it because there's just, like, just too much noise and things going on in our minds and we're thinking about this and this and that and we're not taking the time to just be still to hear uh, the Holy Spirit speak to us and get to, to give us the wisdom that could possibly keep us away from sinning. Um, so that's a big point, but also just like going back to the point where you made about like the devil deceiving people and things like that. Um, like we were saying yesterday, the fact that like as long as we don't know the power we have and the authority we have it through Jesus, 
the devil can keep us under ropes however long he wants yeah. because we're not one taking the time to actually go read our word and actually learn about what the what authority God has given us through Jesus and two we don't believe it mm-hmm. so as long as like we're not um using wisdom and as long as we're listening to the devil we're always going to be bound to sin we're always going to be under the ropes because we're not using the resources that God give it, gave given us to like solve those problems yep. well guys any other thoughts is it? <laughs> I mean, I think Look, our other thoughts is going to a whole no, nother two right, hours. Right, right, right. I think well, yeah. this was a very, very, very little conversation that could keep going on, like you said, for another two hours. Um, because there's a lot of things we could branch off to, honestly, in this episode. But I just want to thank y'all for listening. Um, before we go though, Foster, will you pray us off? Yeah. Uh, first off, I want to say thank y'all for having me as y'all first guest. Of Absolutely. Course. I really enjoyed myself. <laughs> Uh, Father God, we thank you for this day. Father, I pray that whoever hears this, uh, Father, may you touch their hearts to know and let them know uh, that they are not bound. But Father, let them know that they have to trust you and they have to know who Jesus is. Uh, and they are free according to your word. In Jesus' name, pray. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening. Bye, guys.